The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. You've got to take the step out of the zone of comfortable dependability of your way of doing things, and it's not, you know into that comfortable, out of that comfortable predictability thing, which is fear-dependent, into the realm of faith, where you become God-dependent, Jesus-dependent, Holy Ghost-dependent, Word-dependent, and body of Christ interdependent. We need each other. We're a community. We are a body. We're, we're not an organization. We're an organism. And it's very important not to wall yourself off no matter what you're going through. Well, I'm 84 years old. Nobody sees me anymore. Get over it. Get out and do something. Well, I'm only 14. Nobody listens to me. Get over it. Go out and do something. Distinguish yourself. You are an exceptional being in Christ. Don't dare shut yourself down. Don't dare withhold what's the treasure that's in this earthen vessel that he's put there. Glory to God. When you start doing time-related thinking, you've had it. Don't be linear with your thinking. You know, point A to point B. Uh, uh, uh. Don't be time-related. You know, and for Pete's sake, there's nothing wrong with listening to good music, but don't live back in the 60s, if, if that applies to your, you know, your age group. Don't live back there somewhere. Live in the now. Now faith is. Hallelujah. Now. God has a destiny for you, young people. He's got a, he's got a destiny for you. He's looking for another George Washington Carver. He's looking for another Amy Semple McPherson or Catherine Kuhlman. He's looking for a, 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 another leader in so many different areas. And, and you could be the one if you'd report for duty. And there's no such thing as retiring in the body of Christ. Get over that linear mindset. Hallelujah. You're in the here and now. You're, you're, you're now. Now faith is. Hallelujah. <sighs> Gonna be healed ain't nowhere in the Bible. Now is. Going to be prospered is not in the Bible. Now. We've already. See, this is what grace is all about. This is the balance on the grace message. Amen. Remember back in the eons when we all faith camp people came out and all the, all the established churches went, ooh, you know, because we were messing with their money machine. Who said that? Anyway, you get a little older, you really don't give a flip what anybody thinks, so you just say it, you know. Here we go. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. I see that hand. <laughs> Who remembers Howdy Doody? Thank you. Who remembers Captain Wendy and Uncle Al? <laughs> Kathy's 
birthday party we held at Grand Finale in Glendale. And so we all dressed up as different characters. And Jim and Sarah came as Uncle Al and Captain Wendy. He had the straw hat and everything. It was so funny. It was so funny. Uh, hallelujah. You didn't fly in, Sarah, but you, you, you made a good entrance. It was good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have not because you ask not. Amen. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Why? Because love demands access. And access demands you stepping out of the way and letting him express his love to you. I want to do more for you than you want to do for yourself. Ephesians 3.20 says it. For he's able to do exceeding abundantly above that which you could ask or think. You give him the list and you say, this is what I'm believing for. And the Lord goes, what? Just this little post-it note? I don't think so. I, that, that, you know, if I wasn't God, I could get insulted for something like that. Exceeding abundantly above that which you could ask or think. Astronaut? Yes, if you want that, if you feel he's leading you to that. Homemaker? The best there is. Chef? The best there is. Preacher, the best there is. Musician, the best there is. There are, there are things in musical on the musical frontiers in the spirit that are just now beginning to bubble way down deep for the end times. And I'm getting some of them. And I'm a psalmist. You know, hallelujah. That's a part of the office of the prophet as in David's ministry in his life. And, it, and you are too. You can just spontaneously begin to worship the Lord, sing prophetic things to Him, sing in tongues, interpret it, interpret the tongues with music. There's so much, so much evidence that God not only, I started this sentence a minute ago, uh, God not only spoke the universe into existence, but He sang it into existence. Hallelujah. So you can just spontaneously say, Oh, Lord, show me a new way to express my love to you. You've been so good to me. You are so wonderful to me, and you're going to even get better. Oh, I thank you. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever because you're present in my past. You're present in my present. You're present in my future saying, come to me. So we are going to step out over the side of the boat. And we're going to walk on the water and not sink like a rock. Because he said we can, we can. And we do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. See, this is what you just heard. That's meant to be a way of life for, for you and for me. I mean, 
It could have a nice little beat to it. It could be real liturgical sounding, you know. It could just be any way you choose to express that. Whatever, you're, whatever you feel the Holy Ghost gives you in your heart, be creative because He's creative. He's recreated you to be even more creative. Be creative with your finances, your giving, your thinking, your words. Be creative with the way you relate to the world around you. Be creative in lifting people up out of despair. I mean, this is this, so wild just came to my mind. Uh, Brother Copeland and Bill Basansky, many of you know, remember Bill from Russia. That, you know what they did once for a creative, um, just a very imaginative uh, outreach to Siberia? They got on a boat that they rented and they came down from the Aleutians down across the Siberian coast there in, in far northeast uh, Soviet Union then. And they had little floating bottles about that big with a cork in them. They were sealed from the seawater. And inside was a pack of chewing gum, a small little golf pencil, you know, the kind with no eraser, a, a pad to write on, because those things out there are very precious and hard to come by a gospel track in Russian about how to be born again, and a couple of other useful things like a little sewing kit. Just, just, just things you and I just have, we throw out in the trash. And yet they put those, and there were like 10,000 of them that they got together and financed and had a group put together, put the cork, and dumped them over the side of a fishing trawler knowing which way the tides would go and the currents would go. Well, the next morning, they were strewn for miles all over the Soviet coastline. And they also had a contact address. If you find this, and if you prayed that prayer, send a little note and let us know. And they got tens of thousands. Of re See, it doesn't take much to be creative. Just get out of the way and do what God says. Amen. Amen. Don't limit yourself. Oh, look, I'm a, an unusual person. And, uh, and those of you who've known me a long time, my mother was interviewed on the Nick Clooney show years ago, and she came up to visit mom and dad. And, and Nick was saying, Miss Mink, what was Lynn like? We all want to know, what was Lynn like growing up? She said, well, he, he was a good boy, but you just never knew what he was going to do next. Which is true. And you know, if you ask the Lord about that, or especially Miss Kathy, what's Lynn like? Oh, he's a good guy, but you never know what he's going to do next. But you know, under the Lordship of Jesus, that's a great asset. A great asset because you're not afraid of anybody or anything. And you can step out and do exactly what God says. Hallelujah. Now, I want to stop my singing with one more song and have Kathy come up and bring the word for a few minutes this morning. And uh, everything when you're having fun goes longer, amen. But don't forget, tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to do more of this. We're going to do some praise and worship, and we're going to have a great time in the word. And I won't keep you real long, promise we won't. But it's going to be really good, so do make the effort to come back because here we have all of these bars of gold and big giant diamonds, spiritually speaking, laying around the ground, and we just kind of walk over and kicking them out of the way. Tonight's service is one of those. Don't kick it out of the way. Come. Come. 
when you, again, when you step out of that predictability into where you're, you're fine-tuned to his frequencies, his divine frequencies, there's a world right there in your face that you haven't even seen. You've been walking around with a beach ball over your head. And here, here is this awesome opportunity. Wow. And you know what? Getting to know the Lord more intimately and deeper for those of us that have known the Lord for decades, it, it, it's sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it's sweeter every day. So push out, push out, make room, be creative. Let him be creative and glory to God. I would like for you to welcome Kathy at this time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Glory to God. That's a precious song uh, because uh, whether through abortion, through early childhood, uh, death, uh, war, whatever the situation, the revelation and the reality that they are happy. They are in heaven with Jesus. Yes, we know they are. And I love the ending of that because the children didn't sing, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. They, they didn't need the Bible to tell them that. That's they good. had Jesus in person. They said, Jesus tells me so. Woo. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, praise God. Well, I had uh, some of the most wonderful and happy and meaningful spiritual times of my Christian life right here at this church and with Pastor Jim and Pastor Sarah and, and their family. And uh, I'm very thankful for those. And, of course, being uh, the joy level here is always big. They keep it that way. And do you know that the scripture says that the whole kingdom of God is defined as righteousness, peace, and joy? So good to see you, Willis's, and your wonderful ministry that continues on. You know, it's so wonderful to see leaders stand with both hands up and worship the Lord. We, you don't know what that does for people, especially for women. God made it that way. Good, it just, whew, it's such leadership. It's such, it, it can get somebody delivered just seeing it. Yeah. Just like that. That's good. But here at the church, um, I'll never forget the time that uh, Len and Pastor Jim were going to go minister in Scotland. Yeah. And Len had so many air miles that he was able to get two free tickets on the Concord. Yeah. I'm ringing a little bit. I don't know why. Just turn some of these off and just keep mine on. Huh? Turn the monitors off, please. So he, they were so happy. They, they had two free seats on the Concord, which they don't fly now, but it was five or six hours from New York to London. Three hours. Oh, three hours? Yeah. Three hours, oh my word. Can you imagine going that fast across the ocean? 
And they said uh, the, the walls of the plane would get hot. Yeah. It went so fast they'd touch it. Yeah, you could see, like you were in a spaceship, the, cu the curvature of the earth. So I guess they thought it was dangerous or something. They quit, they quit making it. Yeah. Um, now they're going straight to, f to spaceships. But <laughs> space force. So we were just all happy, and their itinerary was all set with the people in Scotland, Rama Scotland, Peter Haddon, and, and they had meetings set up. And so... Uh, Mary, our secretary then, and I decided to just check again on the tickets about, oh, two weeks before. And they told us at American Airlines, no, you don't have the seats on that day. You've got them on another day. Come on. We said, no, that can't be right. Their schedule's all set up. They couldn't do that. So a battle began. <laughs> We never told Pastor Jim and Lynn about it for a long time because we didn't want them to get worried. And so Mary and I just claim favor. We have favor and we're getting what we say and we say that we have them on those days. And so we called and they'd say sorry. And we called and they'd say sorry. 32 times we called American <laughs> Airlines. 32 times. That's good. Somebody's going to give up, and it's Somebody. not going to be us. Yeah. So all of a sudden, on the 32nd call, we get flipped to British Airlines, which was part of it, in New York, and the lady says, oh, yeah, you have them on those days. It's all set. Oh, come on. Don't you give up. Don't give up. You don't want a curtain pulled back in heaven no. that shows you all the victories that you gave up right before they manifested. No, say, not me. Not me. Say it. Thank you. Not me. Yeah. So Mary had said that when she had the tickets in her hand, she would run the church. <laughs> Remember that? So we jumped in the car, we ran down. At that time, you went down and got your tickets at the airport or at the ticket office. Yeah. So we ran down and wanted them printed out before anything happened. So we, the guy pulled them up to print them out, and he looked, because they record all the calls. I mean, they type in, they had a call. And he looked, and he looked, and he looked, and he looked at us. He just printed the tickets out and handed them to us. <laughs> And so Mary came and ran the church yes, that Sunday did. morning waving those tickets. Yes, and they went to Scotland on the Concord. Yes, Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then I remember another time when uh, Pastor Jim uh, always uh, let me do stuff. He was so precious. And he let me teach a class on prosperity. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And that's one of my things the Lord has assigned me to preach on increase and prosperity. Yeah. And by the way, tonight, we're going to share on supernatural debt cancellation. So if you've got any debt, you need to be here. That's awesome. Supernatural debt cancellation. How can we have a debt cancellation that's supernatural? I'll tell you how. 
Because the more powerful things of the spirit realm control what happens down here. That's the truth. So you can have supernatural results if you go to a higher level, the spirit realm, and you take it by faith. Then you leave it to the Lord to work out how he moves things around and does it. But if you don't believe for it, you'll never see it. But if you believe for it, nothing can stop it, just like those Concord tickets. So uh, we had the class on prosperity. Where's Tabby Candela? Is she in here? Stand up. Let me see you. I didn't get to meet you yet. Hi, Tabby. This is about your husband. So we had the prosperity class, and I want you to tell Joe this. Joe got so up and so excited and so full of faith for prosperity that when we came into the sanctuary to start praise and worship, he did a, a somersault down the aisle. Yes, he <laughs> you tell Joe I remember that. He needs to get back here and do another one down yeah. the aisle. And then I'll never forget the day that um, uh, my sweet mama had... Um, gone to heaven, and see, she was 70. She got on uh, believing for her healing toward the end of her heart condition, but she had down in here an inner belief that wasn't true, that was taught to her by her church when she was young and all the way through, which is we only have 70 years. Well, that's not true. That passage in Psalm 90 about 70 or 80 years, that's to the disobedient Jews. Yeah. That, that isn't to the church. No. Amen. No, Genesis 6 says that if you look at chapter 5, it's all the Methuselah, yeah. 900 years, 300 years. These people, they didn't even have the doctors like we had. No. And so it was right before uh, the flood, and the Lord got a little irritated because of the sin was increasing. And so he said, I'm going to limit man's ears, years in the next chapter. He said, I'm going to limit them to 120. That was a limitation. (laughs) So anyway, mom had down in here that she was only supposed to live to 70. But she was trying to believe beyond that. And we had scriptures up all over, and she was getting better. But when she turned 70, she died. And if we could have gotten that out of her better, I think she'd she'd still be here. But so anyway, I knew when you know somebody's in heaven, you just need to rejoice. Even if you're disappointed that they went. So I thank God for this church. Because this church is free and you can dance, you can praise, you can, you can worship. I came in here that Sunday morning after she went to heaven, and I'll never forget it. The praise and worship started, and I just started dancing. I just it didn't look as good a rhythm as this gentleman here. I wish it had. 
but probably looked more like a chicken. But I just started dancing, yeah. praising God yeah. that my mother was in heaven. And I danced the whole praise and worship. Yes. And guess what? See, when you praise, you get the benefits. Yes, you do. And do you know that every bit of grief left me? And I never had grief after that. I'm, I missed her, but I never had grief. And you don't have to either, Polly or Kathy. Her, their mother and grandmother just went a couple weeks ago to be with the Lord. But she's... Like those kids yes. Lynn yes, sang is. about. Amen. She's going wild. She's probably dancing right now. Yes, she is. <laughs> Brother Copeland always has taught that the spirit of grief is the sister to the spirit of death. That's good. So never give in to grief. That's real good. Whether it's somebody going, whether it's a divorce. Whatever it is, don't give in to it. You can, yeah, you can dance your way out of it. You can speak the word your way out of it. You can listen to the word your way out of it. That word is anointed and it's energizing. Yes, it is. And it will bleep you right out of it. That's awesome. If you'll listen to it, if you'll read it and speak it. If you'll praise. That's good. And what determines, if you will? Well, one, whosoever can have whatsoever. That's the truth. That's our God. That is. Two, how much do you want it? Yeah, that's the truth. That's what determines how much effort you'll put into it. But if you'll put in the effort, you will have the victory. Yes, you will. Nothing can stop it. Glory to God. Well, what I want to share for a minute this morning, I'm used to just fitting in around Lynn and Gospel Ducks, Sarah. I just fit in with what's left. But I always teach on faith, but this morning I felt such a leading uh, that people need to guard against and also be free from depression. Free from depression. Deuteronomy 30:19 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose. You choose. You choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So if you have children or grandchildren, you need to choose life for their benefit as well. And you just say out loud, I choose life. You say it. Say it. I choose life. I, um, you know, there are different seasons in the earth. It's all through the scripture. We know we're in a season of the end time. We know we're nearing the rapture of the church. And you can sense, and the Lord, if you'll listen, will speak to you and tell you things that are happening in this season. And I believe that there have been hordes of demons 
released from hell at this end time for depression and discouragement on the church. It's right, isn't it, Pastor Jim? Now, why do we need to know that? Because the devil will tell you if you have felt oppression, he will tell you it's just you. You're depressed, you're down, you're sad. And it's just you. Everybody else is happy, and it's your fault. It's your fault. You know, Pastor Jim never has discouragement. Just you. And you get down on yourself and more down, and you feel unworthy. And you, you do the dumbest thing you could ever do. You stay home from church. So, if you believe it's just you, you won't fight it. But if you know it's demons and the devil and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy your peace, your joy, your life, your finances, your marriage, whatever. If you know how demonic it is, then you'll fight. Yes, you will. And that's why we need the revelation of that. So if you've been struggling with depression or discouragement, that's over. That's over today. It's over today. And never are we going to let Satan himself or a low-level devil afflict us with that. No more. It's a miserable way to live. You'll be miserable and you won't do what God is leading you to do. He wants to paralyze you and keep you in the house, down and depressed. But you're not going to let him. You're not going to let him because Jesus defeated every demon of hell and Lucifer. He defeated him, and he gave you the key, the name of Jesus. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Psalm 115, let's look at that. Psalm 115, 12 through 16, the Lord hath been mindful of us. Isn't that wonderful? You feel alone, you feel lonely, you feel nobody's calling you to say, can I, hey, the Lord told me to call you. Nobody's called you. The Lord has. He's telling us right here, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Where is Aaron? He will bless them that fear the Lord or reverence him, both small and great. And here it is. The Lord shall increase you more and more. More and more. You and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. 
We're supposed to run things down here. We're supposed to run it and use our authority. Not just say, well, the Lord's taking care of it. He just does whatever. No. That person has not read this passage. They didn't know it. They didn't know it. But we're in charge down here. And God, God's will is the 14th verse, that the Lord shall increase you, not decrease. He's not a God of decrease. No, he's, not. he's not even a God of addition. He's a God of multiplication. Yes, he, is. he multiplies, multiplies, multiplies. You and your children. Glory to God. Now let's look over to Proverbs 18, 10. Proverbs 18.10, I love this scripture. I love the song way back that Clinton Utterbach wrote about it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. So when you call the name of Jesus, you have built a strong tower right next to you. And you can run into it. That's good. And you are safe. That's good. Nothing can harm you. So we're not just talking about terrorists. No. We're talking about thoughts and emotions and feelings and moods. You can take that depression and you can call on the name of Jesus All right. and say, Jesus, I'm running into your strong tower. I'm stepping into it right now. Stand up in your house and lift your arm and take a step and say, I'm stepping into the strong tower of the name of Jesus and I'm safe, safe from oppression, safe from depression, safe from oppression, and safe from thoughts that come to you from this negative world and the demons. We are going to have to take a more active role in these days of casting down imaginations. You don't have to keep a thought if you don't want to. You've got to rise up and be militant. And I'm not thinking that anymore. I cast it down. I cast it down in Jesus' name and replace it. That's why we make those CDs that are out there. We don't make them just to sell them for us. We make those CDs so that you can have that in your house, in your car, and thoughts come to you that are awful and unedifying. You can stick that CD and keep start singing with it. Start singing with it. The devil tells you you're going to go bankrupt. You put that in and start singing. He's Jehovah Jireh. Yes, he is. He's my provider. Say that. He's Jehovah Jireh. Yes, he is. He provides. Glory to God. And if you just look in that same chapter 18 across to 21st verse of Proverbs, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Come on. Why don't we believe it? Death and life are in the power of your tongue for you. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. They that love that revelation, 
they love that revelation and honor it and believe it, then they, that's the person that knows that you can just say when an oppression, a disappointment comes on you, I choose life. I choose life. I, I want to give you and leave you with tools of what to do. The name of Jesus, run into it. Speak out and say, I choose life. Say it over and over again. I choose life. I choose life. Glory to God. In the scriptures, you'll notice in the Old and New Testament, there's this phrase that is used over and over again, and really, I didn't notice it for years. But the phrase is, go and do. The Lord even said it to Judas when he was betraying him. He said, go and do what you have to do quickly. But all through the Old Testament and the New Testament, you'll see something, a, a prophecy spoken, a prophet speaking, or the Lord speaking, or Paul speaking. And you'll see if you look carefully and you do a, a, a scan of the scriptures, it says, "Go now go and do. Go and do. Don't just sit there. No. Go and do. So if you've had, a, I think I hate to hear the words whispered by another Christian. You know, it, they have suffered with clinical depression. Yeah. I know that's a term from doctors, and, and I understand that, but it's like if, if that label has been put on it, it's really bad, which is just another thought from a demon that you can't get rid of it. That's what it is. So you want to say, shut up. Shut up. I'm giving you words to speak that are going to set you free. Shut up. That's what the... That's what the devil said to every Christian from the day they were born again. Shut up. Yeah. Don't talk about Jesus. Don't witness to that person that's behind you in line. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't talk about this. Don't tell them anything edifying. Shut up. Hide in your house and think you're in depression. Clinical depression. There's a man... You gotta go and do, you gotta get out of your house and go and do something for somebody else. You've got to. You've got to go to church, get up and drag yourself and go to church. Even if you didn't get your hair right, even if you didn't get whatever, even if you don't have an offering that day, go and do. Why does the scripture say go and do? Because you're gonna be so blessed and set free if you go and do. Hallelujah. Every one of you here this morning went and did. You came. And you're blessed. You've had the privilege to worship our wonderful God. Just that would be enough. But he's blessed you as you've done it. He's brought you up. The word's coming into you. There's energy on the word. And it comes into you. And you may have drugged yourself in, but you'll dance out. Yes. Glory to God. Hey. Glory to God. Don't hang back. 
And then Psalm 126. Oh, I love this Psalm. Psalm 126. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, before I read that one, I just want to say, how many of you know John 10.10? 10? We've already quoted it. The thief, the devil, has come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, they might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, we had um, Rick Renner, who uh, is a great missionary in Russia and a great Greek scholar, and we had him uh, on our, a radio program where we were interviewing him, and he somehow that scripture came up. Now, I love that scripture because to me it's the dividing line of life. If you're not sure if something's from God or from the devil, then just put it up against that scripture, John 10, 10. So does it try to steal your peace of mind, your money, your health, whatever? Does it try to kill you? Is it trying to destroy your children, whatever? It's not from God. So then you can rise up and come against it with all your might. So we were talking about that on the radio show. And so Rick, he goes, you want me to tell you what the Greek is there? In that scripture, I've never forgotten it. I wish I had my notes with me on it, but let me just tell you overall. He proceeded, and it's in his book, Sparkling Gems. I don't know if you have that, uh, but it's, he has a book of, of Greek stuff from the scripture called Sparkling Gems. But he says that that steal there doesn't just mean like grab and take. It comes from the word klepto. The devil's a kleptomaniac. Yes, he is. He's not content to just steal one thing from you. He's going to try to steal it all and keep it up. Rick said, that's what it means. That's what it means in the Greek. He's a klepto. And then he had the definitions for the kill and the destroy. But basically, the rest of it meant, and it's really... It's sickening to hear it. But the rest of it meant he will try to deceive you into thinking you're supposed to give up things. That's good. For example, the gospel duck voice. The duck voice that people told Lynn to shut up with when he was in elementary. Yeah. It was a problem. It wasn't a blessing because he was quacking all the time yeah. in class. <laughs> so he got put down for it by the teachers. You know, they'd like to teach. So, um, so that received a negative reaction in that way. So... He never thought after he got born again that he was to quack like a duck again. <laughs> you know. But the devil would like to tell him in a case like that, don't ever use that again. But here a whole children's ministry opened up where thousands of children have yeah. been saved through yeah, the yeah, gospel yeah. duck ministry yeah. and yeah. taught the word and helped. 
So he wants to convince you that something isn't holy or something isn't good enough, and he wants you to give it up. He'll even tell you it's for Jesus. Yeah, that the Lord doesn't want you to have nice things. You need to get rid of them all and all of that. But he's a liar. So then when Rick said that the, the insinuation there in the Greek is that after he's stolen everything from you and he's convinced you to give up even more that God gave you, then he tries to kill you with disease, with uh, whatever way. But we don't have to let him. No, we don't. And we're not going to let him. No, See, don't. I like this revelation because it makes me more determined to say, no way, Jose. No way. <laughs> no way. So let's get a new determination this morning to not be duped by the devil, or I don't like to give him glory, so I just say low-level demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, walking into a Copeland meeting a few years ago, before it started, I was on my way with Lynn to the CD table, and I had on these new shoes with a high heel, Sarah, and, uh, and they were wedge. I mean, they weren't stilettos, but... Uh, <laughs> But I still say some low-level devil grabbed my foot. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my ankle just turned. And all my weight went on. And I was even holding Lynn's arm, but it, I couldn't catch. He couldn't catch me in time. And all my weight went on that ankle, and you should have seen it. So I think some little bones were broken in there, and it, it, the sprain was horrible. It swelled up. It was black, blue, and red. They tried to take me to the... Um, the convention center people tried, when they looked at it, tried to take me to the um, emergency room, but I didn't want to go. I'm not, you can do what you want. There's nothing wrong with going. I'm not leaving a Copeland meeting to go to the emergency room. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so I said, no, it's healed. Right away, I started. By his stripes, my ankles healed. And it hurt, too. And I put it up on a chair, and they gave me some ice I put on it. So I was behind the CD table like this with ice on it. Everybody had advice, which was mainly go to the doctor. Yeah. Even at a Copeland meeting. Yeah. I didn't dare tell Kenneth how many people did not come and pray and say, <laughs> of his staff, did not say, uh, well, by his stripes, it's healed. But... Um, so I went back to the hotel that night and went to bed. When I woke up, all the pain was gone. And it was a four-day meeting. I just continued to walk on it, go and do, act on the word. I believed it was healed. Every hour it got better, better, better. And in four days it was totally normal. No bruising, no swelling, no nothing. Awesome. But... This is a time where we're going to have to be so strong-willed in line with the word and not let the devil and his crew steal from us the truth. 
and make a new determination more than ever. Isaiah 40 says, Isaiah 40, 28 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary, there is no searching of his understanding, and here we go, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Yes, he does. A man that was in his upper 70s uh, in a church told me that he worked in a factory still every day on his feet all day long. And he had to for the income. And he said he got so weary that he didn't think he could even put one foot in front of the other to go to work the next day. And he suddenly, the whole, I believe the Holy Spirit arrested him and brought some of these scriptures to his mind. And he said... I receive the strength of the Lord. Lord, I receive your strength. And he said, from that day, he has worked every day and never felt that horrible fatigue again. That's awesome. But it's ours for the taking. But we have to speak, we have to be determined, and we have to go and do. We have to act on it. Every time I put Isaiah 54, 17 on Facebook, I get the most response from anything I ever put on. Isaiah 54, 17 is the scripture that says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So that tells you that the body of Christ is in a fight. But we win. Yes, we do. For our little bit of backbone, he blesses a hundredfold. Yes, he does. For one step, he takes 50. Yes, he does. But listen to it in the message. But no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed. As a liar. Come on. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best. God's decree. That's God's decree for you. Everything works out. And your accusers will be dismissed as liars. This reminds me of something the Lord spoke to me this week with President Trump being acquitted. The Lord said, with his acquittal, there's been a shift again in the spirit realm to a higher level. And it will affect America in a good way. It has freed him up to do more. It's an open heaven over America. 
See, it has to do with your prosperity and even with your supernatural debt cancellation. That's good. And this will be for America, this will be for churches, yeah. and this will be for us as individuals. Yeah. My, 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 my. A shift upward yeah. in the blessings of God. Oh. Brother Hagen used to say, and, and many people, it was true that... Um, what happened in Israel correlated with what happened in the body of Christ. Yeah. Like when, a, when Israel came back to be a nation, a healing revival broke out in the body of Christ. True. Yeah. And that was always parallel because we're all God's people. That's we're true. his favorites, yeah. Israel and, and the church. And so that was that parallel. It's a revelation. Think yeah. about it. Well, that's what happened with the acquittal. Why? Because the end time harvest of souls has to take place. And so it opened it up a higher level. We might have a little bit of relief from hearing the devil yap, 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 with his evil and his accusations. Not just the president, but you. Come on. And the church. Because the Lord will have his end time harvest of souls. Nothing will stop it. And now's the time. Now's the time. So you be alert. You listen. And you speak a word here and a word there. Everywhere you go. In your personality. You don't have to do it like... Pastor Jim, you don't have to say, what do you think about Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Although I love that. But um, in your personality, don't miss an opportunity because the race is on. Amen. The race for souls is on. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My last scripture, Psalm 126. Glory to God. When Brother Hagen would read this, he'd just go off in the spirit. He just couldn't even speak after he read it. <laughs> when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, this is evangelism. Yeah. Your victory, your joy in the midst of anything is evangelism. Yeah. Other people see it. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. That's good. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Hallelujah. And he's got a whole lot more. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. You have something that's upset you. You're offended. You're hurt. You've been down. You've cried. You sow. Sow what? Anything. Any seed. It can be a financial seed. It can be a smile. It can be go and help someone else. It can go and do. 
It's going and doing. That's what sowing is. Not sitting back, letting the devil run over you. They that sow in tears, here's the promise, shall reap in joy. Bumper crop. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Do you know know how much bigger a, a, a sheave is than a seed? It's the hundredfold harvest. It's beyond that. That's the promise coming back to you. If you'll go and do, go and do, and act on the word. Stand up, please. Now, is there anybody here that doesn't know the Lord that wants to, that hasn't received, give me a wave, that hasn't received Jesus as Savior? I'm going to look quickly. Anybody that wants to know Jesus as Savior? You got to start bringing the unsaved to church, people. You got to. You got to. It's time. Yes. Okay, I don't see anybody. Now, rather than have you come up front, I'm just going to say everybody close their eyes and raise one hand. And those of you that have been bothered by discouragement and depression, despair, anguish, the Lord's taking it from you right now. I command it to leave you in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, it has to go. Discouragement has to go. Depression has to go. Oppression has to go. Affliction has to go in Jesus' name. Go, get out of here and get off the people of God. You go right now. Now you say, I take it. I take it. And lift your other hand and praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go and do. Depression has to leave and go. Yes. Say, I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. I'm free. I'm free. The name of Jesus sets me free. And I'm staying free. And I praise you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.